It's great to have you with us from wherever you're tuning in from. For more information about Elevate Church or to contact us, head to our website elevatechurch.me and take us wherever you go by downloading our Elevate Church AU app. We hope this message inspires and helps you to take your next steps in your journey. Good morning, Elevate Church. It's good to be with you today, back in my old city, my hometown, actually. And uh, I've lived in England now for many, many years, but was born in King Edward's Hospital in Perth, Western Australia. And so it's good to be home, uh, even if it's only virtually. Uh, there's nothing like the real thing, is there? And uh, I, I wanted to share some, some thoughts with you this morning uh, just for the short period of time that I have. And I want to speak to you today about your it, your lot in life, your state. There's a, a man that I know and have known for years, and it always seems that his life is touching crisis. By that, I mean that when I meet him, he is either in one of three states or categories. He's either just going into a crisis, he is full on in a crisis, or he's just leaving a crisis. And you may know people like that. You may even be one of those people. But you know what? You may think that's over the top. But we all know that life happens to us all. There's a, a fictitious character in a television series that I used to watch as a kid. And I know there's been remakes of this series in the form of a, a film or two. And I'm speaking here about the Adams family. And there is a, a lovable character on the Adams family, and he's called Cousin It. You may remember that this is the lovable hairball. And uh, he's a hairball with glasses. And he doesn't live with the family in the Adams family home, but from time to time, he will visit the home. Now, the interesting thing is that Cousin It comes in all kinds of forms. In one series, he, he enters as a, a double agent uh, for the government. And in another series, uh, he's something else and so on. And so, Bottom line, the point that I want to make here is that we all have a cousin it. This fictitious or this reality sometimes that comes to our home, that visits our home and basically comes in all kinds of shapes and sizes and all kinds of forms. The question that I want to ask you today is, is simply this. What is your it? What is your current it? What is your state? What is the thing that you would say that you're going through at this time? What is it that's kind of coming around your home? Or what is it that is visiting your house at this time? Maybe some news that you've had from somewhere. Maybe some circumstances or an ailment, maybe something that has entered your home that you have no control over. Our reality is this, 
our it has more influence than you would ever believe. Your it can be your teacher. Your it can be a menace. For some, it's a Sabbath. It can be a, a, a healer or it can be a destroyer. It is no respecter of persons. It can possess you or it can release you. But I have some news for you today and I, I want to encourage you in this, what I believe is the word of the Lord for today, which is this, it came to pass. It came to pass. It came to pass. For those of you who are familiar with your Bible and for those that aren't, I, I let you know that this is a term that is used in the Bible quite a lot. It came to pass and it's speaking here about things that come and things that go. You see, there is always an opening line and there is always a closing line. We could say it started and then it finished. People come, people go. Feelings arrive and feelings leave us. Walls are built up and walls fall down. It seems to me that sometimes we get caught up in believing that things, our it, will just never change. I, I want to bring a quote to you from Bill Johnson of Bethel fame, who said this, let's not create a theology around what God hasn't done. Let me repeat that. Let's not create a theology around what God hasn't done, because that gives our unbelief a safe place to reside. You know, I, I am personally convinced that if we don't believe that our it came to pass, then neither will we ever get beyond our present reality. I, I'm glad for the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 24 and verse 35, where it says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. I'm reminded in our time this morning that there was a guy in the Bible who had his own cousin it. He had it going on, if you like. There were circumstances in his life. And I'm speaking here from the Gospel of John, chapter 5, which tells the story of this man who is sitting by a pool. Now, if we were to read some of John 5, we would understand that this pool apparently had some healing powers, that an angel would come once a day and, and rest on the waters, and whoever would go into the water first would be healed of their ailment. And here's this guy who has um, <clears throat> been sick for many years, who is, is lame, he's paralysed, and he sat there waiting for his healing. 
And just one or two things that I wanted to leave with you that I notice about this guy. Number one, firstly, he had good reason to believe that his cousin it would never leave him. The Bible says that this guy had been sick for 38 years. I don't know how long he'd been sat by the pool of Bethesda to gain his healing, maybe a long time, but certainly we know that the Bible says that he had been paralyzed for 38 years. Imagine the state that this man would be in. Secondly, I noticed that no one was really helping him. Interesting that so many people were sick, they, were, they wanted to be healed and there was no one around helping people into the water. And you know, it, it, it seems to me that sometimes in our it, it, it appears that even though people uh, want to help us, even though people are willing to help us, it just appears that sometimes it's not helping that we get into a place where we're stuck. And this man was stuck. Thirdly, it wasn't only his legs that were paralyzed, but his future too. And you may feel like this today. You may feel that this it may be an unwelcome guest in your home. Maybe you never planned for this thing to come. Maybe that it's not of your own doing or maybe someone else's actions that leave you in the it that you're in today. Maybe you've been sick. Maybe you're paralyzed. Maybe you look at your life and you feel that your life is paralyzed. Well, Jesus comes that day and speaks to this man. Now, I don't know whether the man at the pool of Bethesda had ever heard of Jesus, but Jesus comes by and he stops at this man. And in verse six of John chapter five, Jesus asks him a question. He says, hey mate, would you like to get well? Now, we all know that Jesus didn't ask dumb questions, right? But if you ever think about what that would have meant to that guy sat on the floor, he was basically saying, do you want to be healed? And so he's looking up at Jesus and in, in effect, if I can kind of have a bit of preacher's license here, I'm sure he was looking up and saying, Jesus, do I want to be healed? I've been like this for 38 years. Are you serious? I can imagine there was that kind of tempo of, of conversation that was going on. And then I, I think in, in, in respect to Jesus and his reply to the man, the, the guy said to him, are you serious, Jesus? I think Jesus would have looked straight back at him and said, no, are you serious? Do you really want to get well? This is what I think about this situation for him and maybe for some of us this morning. I think that Jesus knew that sometimes we get so used to our paralysis that it becomes our uncomfortable comfortable. It becomes the norm to us. It's something that we would rather not have, but it's almost like we become comfortable in our uncomfortable. We get so used to the way that we've been. After this, Jesus then instructs him. And I, I, I kind of think, I wonder where this guy was at this stage. 
But he instructs him and he, he looks down at this guy and he, he says, okay, he says, so you want to be healed, so stand up and do something. It's like, what? Jesus said, stand up and do something. And, and the guy, again, he's like, what? Don't you know, I, I, I've said to you, I've been paralyzed for 38 years. Jesus, I can't even walk. Are you serious? You want me to get up and do something? I can't do that stuff. And Jesus says to him again, get up, stand up. And he actually says, take up your mat, do something. Just get up and do something. Take an action, perform something. And, and this guy saying, I can't do that. I, I'm, I'm paralyzed, God, and my future's paralyzed. How on earth can I get up? But you know, something sink, sinks into his head eventually. And he thinks, do you know what? I'm going to try and get up. So out of all these years of being paralyzed, he gets up. And as he, his, as he takes that action, and as he picks up his mat, he's instantly healed. And I, I thought, you know what? There's something in this for us this morning. That Jesus gave him his instruction. It's not like this guy saying, Jesus, aren't you the one who is supposed to help people like me? You know, get hold of my hand, pick me up, heal me. Do what you're here to supposed to, that you're supposed to do. Do it, perform. Jesus said, no, what I want you to do is stand up and take up your mat. Do an action and he gets up and he's healed. My question to you today is in your it, in this situation, in this circumstance that maybe you've been in for a long, long time, maybe you felt that you could never come out of this situation. Maybe people have tried to help you, but you felt stuck. Maybe you've called out to God and feel like he's just telling you to do something or God help me, I, I, I really don't feel I can do anything for myself anymore. My question to you would be this. What do you need to do for Jesus to help you in your it? What do you need to do for Jesus to help you in your it? We get this idea that God doesn't want to help us. He helps everybody else. Everybody else is getting into the water. Everybody else is getting healed. Everybody else is coming out of their situations and their stories and telling the great story of God, of how God delivered them. But for me, I'm still in my head. What do you need to do for Jesus to help you? In other words, what's he saying to you? What is God saying to you? What is he telling you to do? In rounding this up this morning, I want to close with this picture of Jesus on the cross. I want you to imagine him on the cross. And at this stage, Jesus, of course, was carrying the weight, the sin of the whole world on his shoulders. 
carrying it all on the cross and all that that meant. And I, I want you to remember towards the end of, of the story where Jesus only says certain things, doesn't say much. And he says these now famous words, it is finished. It is finished. You see, even the things that Jesus had, even his purpose, even the things that he had to do so that we might be delivered, so that we might be free, his it came to pass. And on that day, on the cross, he completed something we couldn't do for ourselves. Bringing our freedom, freedom from sin, freedom from ourselves, bringing liberty into our lives, coming into the middle of our it and bringing it to a close. Maybe you're listening this morning to this broadcast and you don't even know Jesus. You've heard people speak about him. You've heard people speak about the reality of him in their lives. And you wish you had that. You wish you had that faith. You wish that you could call on the name of Jesus. Well, I want to invite you now. I want to give you that opportunity of not just hearing about Jesus, but about knowing him. You say, you, you know what, Dave? I, I really wish that I could be there. I, I feel paralyzed in my life. I feel that my life isn't really going anywhere, that, that I have things in my heart, but it's not really outworking. I want to tell you that when Jesus comes in, he brings purpose to the it. So that whatever we go through, we, you know, the most difficult situations, we understand his life, we understand his freedom, we understand his forgiveness, we understand his strength. And that's what he wants to bring to us today, whether you are of faith or not today. I wonder what God is saying to you. I often say to the guys in our church community, what is God saying to you and what are you going to do about it? What is God saying to you right now? And what are you going to do about it? And so, Father, I pray in Jesus' name, Lord, for many who don't know you today, Lord, that they will just reach out to you. Lord, that as your word says, that as we call upon your name, Lord, we will be saved. Lord, you will bring freedom to us. I wonder as you're out there today in your living rooms, maybe in your workplaces, your workspaces, listening to this, and you're saying, do you know what? I, I want to receive Jesus. I want you to do that now by simply saying, God, I understand that Jesus is the Son of God. I know that when you died on that cross, when you said it is finished, you meant it's finished the work so that I could have my freedom. And God, I place my trust in you. Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and my Saviour. I give my it to you. I give my life to you today. Lord, would you take me as I am? Lord, would you forgive me? Would you release me? 
And would you give me purpose? Lord, I thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, guys at Elevate, that's what I have to share with you this morning. I pray that God will truly bless you and that church community as you look for the transformation of that incredible city. May God continue to prosper you and make you fruitful. God bless you. We really hope you got a lot out of this message. If you live in the Perth area, we'd love you to join us for one of our live experiences. For times and directions, as well as information about our great Elevate Kids and Elevate Youth environments, head to our website, elevatechurch.me. And to partner with us to reach more people by giving financially, head to our website, elevatechurch.me, and also download our Elevate Church AU app.